0: How do you tell clients the hard truth without crushing their spirit? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. This is gonna be a good one, my friends. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we have a question from a coach. How do you tell your clients the hard truth without hurting them, crushing their spirit, or making them wanna give up? It's hard sometimes telling people the thing that they may not want to hear, but it's also our job. So how do we do it with grace, class, and integrity? Let's listen in on the question, and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, I've been a life coach for the past three years. For the most part, my clients are struggling with health and fitness related issues. They are struggling with poor self-esteem, body image, and are struggling to lose weight. My clients are mostly women in their late 40s and early 50s. For many, this is the first time they've taken care of themselves or prioritized themselves since becoming moms. Many seem rather battered down by life. They all seem so very tired. The clients come to me and unload their stressors. They share what's weighing them down emotionally with the hope that it will help them lose the physical weight. My clients, though, Heather, they're just talking. It's like a faucet has been unleashed, and all of their stories are pouring out of them, but they still aren't really making any behavioral changes. They aren't losing the weight because they aren't following following through on their commitments. These women have demanding bosses, critical husbands, and demanding lives. Who am I to say, well, you still need to add some sweat to your week, or maybe you need to hold off on wine nights with the girlfriends? They love me for listening, but they are also recognizing that their original struggle haven't shifted or moved how do i break the truth to them gently how do i tell them what they need to hear without alienating them or driving my business away i don't want to lose their trust and i don't want to be one more critical person in their life how do i say it like it really is without fearing the consequence of my words Okay, deep breath, my friend. First of all, I really love this question. Um, and I just consider this an open invitation to any other coaches or consultants. If you're struggling in your business figuring out how to actually do the job of coach or consultant and you ever need my two cents on a client issue, please do reach out to me. I can change all sorts of identifying information to keep confidential confidentiality at a premium but I do think that one of the problems in the coaching and consulting industry is there's not a lot of people asking these questions asking for help or talking about the actual business of coaching everybody focuses on the business of the business marketing visibility putting yourself out there you know um doing the financial piece and all of that, but the core of what we do and how we do it is so very important. And you can talk about it in a class. You can take a certificate program, but learning how to tell people the things that are really hard to hear really is an art form. And it comes with experience. It comes with insight. And it also comes with trust in yourself and in the relationship you have built with your clients. And that last sentence you have here, dear, listener about how do I say what I really need to say without worrying about the consequence of my words speaks to a lot. If you are coaching or participating in these client relationships with your, you know, sort of your business lens on and you're thinking that, oh, my gosh, if this person doesn't like me, if they're not happy with me, they're going to it's going to affect my business. It's going to change my bottom line. They'll write me a bad review. They'll give me a poor testimonial. They'll blast me on social media. Then your client holds the control for how you do your job. And that just doesn't work. If my accountant, for example, was like, oh my gosh, if I criticize Heather for her bookkeeping, if I criticize her for X, Y, and Z, then she's never you know she's never going to hire me for next year and i'm going to lose business. He's not setting me up to succeed in the event that i were ever audited. He's not setting me up to get the most from the, you know, the sort of most tax breaks that i can and being the most sort of financially savvy with my money if he's so worried that correcting my behavior and correcting my mistakes is somehow going to take me down this trajectory that um could lead to bad business. His job is to tell it like it is. So I can do it like it's supposed to be done. That's your job too. They've hired you to coach them, not to listen to them. You are not a life listener, you're a life coach. Which means you have to tell them, hey, I'm going, you're going left or right of center here. I just want to check in with you. I just want to make sure that this is where you want to be and who you want to be and that you're feeling good with this choice. There's... A lot of ways to have this conversation. Telling them that they need to add more sweat to the week or have a few wa- <laughs> a few less wine nights. That's one way to go about the conversation. And if you talk with them on the general, like sort of regular every day with that amount of sass and spark, then yeah, you can absolutely get away from it, get away with it because that kind of language is gonna be consistent with who you are and how they've come to know you. But if you have been somebody who has been blowing praise up their behinds, who has been listening and supporting and saying, good job, and you've got this, and oh, wow, that must be really hard, and how do you feel about that, and you're not balancing it with accountability, then yes, it's going to be a shot in the arm when you start to do it. The best way to do this, if you either feel like you haven't been effective in doing it or you simply haven't started in doing it, is to be transparent, to tell your clients exactly what you want them to think and then tell them what they need to know. You're worrying about, like, how do I tell them, like, like, like I my story about you is that you you want to ask them, you know, have you been to the gym this week? How long did you go? What classes did you take? And you're so worried that they're going to be offended by the question, or you want to find out how hard they worked or how much they watch their diet. And you're so worried that they're going to feel like you don't trust them, that you don't believe them, that you're, you know, sort of being the health cop or the fitness cop, that you're not asking the question. so. so. So at a period of time when there's been largely sil- silence coming from you, the easiest way to have this conversation is to speak transparently to your clients to say, you know, ladies, I love you. It sounds like you work with these folks one-on-one, but you can say, you know, Jane, I really, I love getting to know you. And I'm so glad that after all these years of raising your kids, you've finally taken a turn and you're stepping up to the table and you're giving yourself a seat. I'm so proud of you. And I, i really enjoyed getting to know you. I do think though, we've gotten a little off track here because you came to me, you wanted to lose 15 pounds. You wanted to figure out a way to have a healthier lifestyle while you do the soccer mom routine. And while you do all of this, and I get that it's been a really long time since you've been able to sit and talk to somebody about the struggles and the things on your mind. But I, I wouldn't be doing my job if we didn't also talk about the things that you were doing and the way you're moving through the world. Would it be okay if I have that conversation with you now? If you ask them, if you get their permission, first of all, you're preparing them for feedback. You're preparing them to hear something that they might not be comfortable in hearing, but you have also led with all of the rationale and you have told them what they want, what you want them to think. I care about you. I hear you. I see you, but I also need to address this part because it's my job. That way you don't have to worry about what they think. They may still walk away with some sort of faults and impression and false understanding of you. You can't control that. All you can do is tell your clients what you want them to think so that they can make an informed decision about what they need to do next. And then you can say, Going forward, we need to do more of this because as much as I love listening to you, as much as you know I have your back and I care a lot about you and what happens in your life, if I don't continue to pay attention to your health, all I am doing is confirming the story that you have had all along that your health isn't worth paying attention to and that's the last thing I want to do. That is an incredibly nurturing way to have that conversation while still holding accountability. The other piece too is to check in on the goalpost, check in on the sort of original defined problem. One of the things that I think happens a lot to people is they're so afraid to acknowledge that the original goal hasn't gotten better because they're so afraid the client is then going to leave unhappy, want their money back, or feel like they waste their investment, an easy way to do this is to say, hey, when you hired me four weeks ago, you really wanted to work on this, this, or this. We got a little distracted by these two issues. Do you need me to guide the conversation back to that original goal and that original issue? Or have you decided that perhaps now that you've opened the floodgates a little bit, you've realized that there's some sort of unrecognized and unspoken truths that to to be shared before you can go further. Do you or have you perhaps changed your mind on the goals and the things we need to be focusing on? That way you're not chasing the worry. You're not chasing the tail of saying like, oh, maybe they feel like their needs aren't being met. Maybe they're worried about XYZ you're saying have you changed your mind is this still what you want to work on and then you're giving them permission to re-engage in that conversation or to redirect themselves and their attention to what they originally wanted to work on the reality is is that these things that they want to work with you on their health and their fitness those are hard things they're embarrassing it's you know and you I don't know how old you are or how you appear to these middle-aged women, if you yourself are, you know, in your late 40s and 50s um, and, you know, they see you as one of the pe- your, their peers, you might, you know, sort of feel a kinship with them. If you're younger and you're particularly healthy and fit, then they might think that there's no possible way you can understand or relate to them, their lives or their struggles. So I would... I would just use this awareness, this sort of, oh my gosh, I haven't been doing this work as an opportunity to bring the work to the table to say, hey, we haven't talked about this in a while. Is this still what you want to work on? But the challenge for you is to not move through your business as a coach or a consultant because of fear, to not hold your truth because you're afraid of what's gonna happen in business, to not change the way you show up in the world because you're worried about how it will appear to others. Those types of choices are the choices that set you up for failure. And it's really hard to find your style. It's really hard to find a pattern and a way of moving where as a coach or a consultant, you hold accountability while while you also hold nurturance. But the mistake it sounds like that was made is you just took the pendulum and you swung it in one direction. You were like, wow, these women are starving for attention. They're starving for support. When was the last time anybody sat and just listened to them for an hour. Holy smokes, they just need to be seen. They just need to be heard. And you didn't balance it with, uh, but did you do what you said you wanted to do this week? That's, I understand how that happens when you're looking at women who are tired and are just like bone tired. Why do you want to tell them to go to the gym? You may in fact realize that their goals aren't realistic. You may have to say, hey, listen, I know you're not feeling good in your skin. I know you wanted to lose those fifty pounds, but I think we're finding some depression here, or I think we're finding some low-level anxiety, and yes, we can talk about your health and fitness, but part of your health and fitness is taking care of your emotional health, and I'm wondering... If we can spend some time on that, just have the conversation transparently without fear, without fearing what they're going to say, without fearing how they're going to respond. Tell them what you want them to think and know, and then they can decide what happens next. And then you're engaging and you're getting their permission, you're getting their buy-in, and then you do it with the accountability system as well. One of the things I think that happens is people have this story that accountability has to be like the really demand coach that you said you were going to work out for 45 minutes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What's happening with that? What's going on? You can ask them to say, hey, listen, you're hiring me to hold you accountable. You said you were going to work out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for 45 minutes. Before it's even Tuesday, you and I should come up with a plan for what accountability looks like, because the last thing I want to feel like is your mother asking you if you cleaned your room. How would you like me to do it? Do you want me to check in, you know, on text messages? do you want me to send you an email? Should I give you a phone call? What would feel really good and supportive and not as much like nagging? Sometimes as a coach or a consultant, you are just going to have to suck up and deal with the fact that you very well are going to be perceived as a nag, but that's your job and your clients are going to know that's your job. It can all be okay if you have the conversation, but feeling sort of restricted because it's something you haven't done yet, worrying about losing business because of it, all of that thinking, that's just a pile of thinking errors that's going to set you up. But if you just clean the slate, you tell your clients, listen, I've done a lousy job of this so far. We need to get back in track. you They are going to feel seen by you and they're going to see you as a professional. They're going to see that you're not easily distracted or that when you are, you're capable of bringing things back to center. You just have to find your style. And as you've listened to my show, you probably can hear that. First of all, I do have a style of my own. I am fairly direct. I use myself a lot in terms of my own personal examples and my own personal style. But my guess is, is if you pay attention to the show, you can sense the people where I'm super direct and I just get to the point and I hold no punches because by the way that the letter writer has asked the letter, I get the sense that the letter writer is good with that and then you can see where I'm more careful and I'm more tentative and I'm more compassionate and softer and slower in my delivery based on how the letter was worded to me you can use your insight and do the same thing and you're gonna and here's the other thing and you didn't mention this but This is where I learned from personal experience. You're gonna muck it up sometimes. You're gonna make a mess of things, and not saying something because you're afraid of delivering it poorly, or not doing something because you're afraid you haven't quite figured it out. That's no good either. Because I can tell you from personal experience, when I was first starting out, and I was 22 years old, and I had no business being a 22-year-old with a graduate degree, I really stepped outside the lines with a client, and I used sarcasm, and tough love to hold accountability, and it was a bad call. It was the worst possible call I could have made. I learned from that and I never did it again. And sometimes our hardest professional lessons really are going to happen at our client's expense. We're going to do everything in our power to not have that happen, to not um, sort of be impulsive with our words, to not be reckless, to not be cavalier. But sometimes it's just going to happen to the best of us, sometimes because we lost patience, but sometimes because we don't know the landmines in our clients' lives. We don't know all of their story or all of their triggers. And there's no, Possible way of knowing how they're going to perceive, you know, respond to A, B, and C. Um, Sometimes it's just beyond our control. So we have to accept that even when we're well intentioned, even when we're trying to do our best, sometimes we're going to muck it up, but not doing anything is worse. Not trying, not focusing, not rerouting the client on the issue at hand. That doesn't do anybody any good. It's just playing safe, playing small, and keeping you vanilla as a coach and a consultant. I don't think that this was an easy question to send to me. I think it's really hard to admit to another coach or a consultant that that you're struggling or you have a particular question, but it's really how we learn. Um, It's how I learned. I had supervisors, I've had mentors, and I still do. I still have people I talk to when I get stuck. So I really respect your integrity, your professionalism, professionalism and your sense of honor by looking to do it right and to improve yourself and your skill set thanks so much for reaching out and I do hope that fellow coaches colleagues and consultants will consider doing the same I think we could have some really good conversations on the show about the work we do and how we show up for our people and our clients thanks so much for reaching out to me today if anybody listening has a question or wants my two cents on your life or your business do find me over just at this as these week this week's listeners have done. You can find me over at heather at choose to have it allcom If you're getting value from this show, if you like what you're hearing, if it's helping you run the business you want or live the life you want, the best way you can help me out is using your podcast app. However you found this show, please do take the time to leave me a review and to share the show with anybody who needs to know about it. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.